Animal Attraction Something moved in the bushes. In one smooth motion, Terry Brunsky snapped up his rifle and leveled it in the direction of the sound that came from somewhere outside the circle of orange surrounding his campfire. He paused, his ears straining to hear the noise again. Nothing. Shit. He lowered his gun. Goddamn scavenger. When he set the gun back in its resting place, he heard another sound, this one off in the distance. Little bastard can move, too. Either that or he's got friends. He turned back to the campfire and thought about what daylight would bring. His mouth watered at the thought of fresh venison. Tomorrow, he thought gleefully. Yeah, buddy, come first light, I'm gonna kill Bambi. A low chuckle escaped him, and his mother. Terry climbed into his sleeping bag and closed his eyes. The thought of the hunt, especially the kill, made his whole body hum. An all-too-familiar tingle danced through his groin, and he felt himself growing hard. He didn't think he'd be able to fall asleep, but eventually he drifted, his mind flooding with thoughts of the kill. As he sank deeper into the recesses of his subconscious, his memories retreated to his first experience of tantalizing erotic ecstasy at age nine. Look at the cute little bunnies, Terry. His mom pointed to the pen in Uncle Will's backyard. Terry ran to it, leaving his mother behind to talk to Uncle Will. He stared at the four little puffs of fur nuzzled against their lop-eared mother. The rapid up-and-down movement of their tiny ribs fascinated him. He reached in and picked one up. It seemed stuck to its mother. He gently pulled and it let go, its tiny pink mouth still moving as he drew it toward him. The mother jumped as if shocked, eyes opened wide. The heat and the feeling of the bunny's fluttering heartbeat filled Terry with a peculiar warmth. Holding the newborn creature made him feel strong, in control. A sudden urge overwhelmed him and without knowing why, he squeezed. The bunny jerked and twitched. Then the heartbeat turned into a warm pulse, as if its pumping contained the strength to push Terry's hands open. Little eyes bugged out of the bunny's head and it squealed, making a sound Terry thought his sister's Barbie doll would make if it screamed. A warm rush shot through him, ending in a delightful tingle in his genitals. His whole world went exquisitely fuzzy. A moment later, his vision cleared. Blood came out of the bunny's mouth, and it went limp. Terry stared at it, then tossed the lifeless body into the pen and went back to the house. When he grew older, he read that Indians ate the hearts of the animals they hunted in order to take on their spirits. This knowledge convinced him of his special place in nature. He knew that one day he would kill an animal and eat its heart, like an Indian brave. Hunting became a natural hobby. As soon as he learned the necessary skills, he took every opportunity to go off alone into the woods to satiate his hunger. Hunger. He opened his eyes to the desolate starlight of the pre-dawn sky and watched the first red-tinged shimmer of the morning sun creeping over the horizon. After a quick cup of coffee, he doused himself with buck lure and set off in search of prey, his metal coffee cup dangling from his belt. That afternoon, he came across an eight-point buck grazing at the edge of a clearing. Raising his rifle, 
Terry sighted on a spot behind the animal's neck, took a deep breath, let out half, and squeezed the trigger. Abruptly, the deer looked up, staring right at him. The rifle jerked against his shoulder, its report shattering the afternoon quiet. The deer froze for a moment before crumpling to the ground. Terry rushed toward it, unsheathing his bowie knife. He found the buck twitching on the ground. In a practice movement, he sank his bowie knife to the hilt below the ribcage and ripped upward, splitting its ribs up to the neck. The warm blood splashing over his hands made him tremble with anticipation. He yanked the cup from his belt and held it under the steaming blood pumping from the deer's chest, drinking greedily, letting the hot, coppery nectar fill him with a sense of power. Then he went to work, deftly gutting the deer, pushing through hot entrails, working his way to its heart. A moment later, he held the quivering organ in front of him with both hands, staring at it with rapt fascination, wondering how the supplier of lifeblood to another creature could bring him so much pleasure. Before its movement could cease, he thrust the spasming heart into his mouth. With each swallow, the blood pulsed into his groin as if it came directly from the buck's heart. Never had he felt so alive, so powerful, so primal. His erection swelled. After lugging the carcass back to camp, prepared a dinner of fresh venison and hot biscuits. Too tired to finish skinning his kill, Terry crawled into his sleeping bag in front of the campfire. He'd finish tomorrow and haul away what was left by noon. He woke up thinking he heard noises, but when he sat up, only heard the crackling from the dying embers of the campfire. He lay back, closed his eyes, and listened. Half an hour passed, then he heard them in the bushes as he had the night before. Furtive sounds, scratchings, scurryings, and what sounded like sucking noises coming from the direction of his kill. Fucking scavengers, he muttered. The noises ceased. When he heard no other sounds, he rolled over onto his side and went back to sleep. The next morning, he found most of the buck's hind quarter and flank eaten away. Shit! He kicked at the stiff carcass. Those little... Then he saw the eye sockets. Damn! Little rodents ate out the eyes? Bastards burned me. Didn't even leave anything good. He snorted. It's ruined. He spent all that day tracking another buck, finally bagging one late in the afternoon. After the orgiastic frenzy of gutting it and drinking its blood, he merely swooned from the intensity of his pleasure when he devoured the still pulsing heart. By the time he regained his sensibilities, the sun had gone down. He dragged the rest of the carcass back to camp, hung it up and scattered parts of it around the site, leaving a trail that led to the body. Satisfied, he snuggled inside his sleeping bag with his rifle and flashlight to wait for his uninvited guests to return. He'd show the little bastards. He'd check the action on his rifle. No more free lunches from Terry Brunsky. They'd pay for this one. Dearly. The noises woke him. Slurping, sucking sounds. Tiny footsteps, like whispers, skittering to and fro. He fumbled for his flashlight and rifle. Light in his left hand, rifle in his right, Terry slowly raised himself onto his elbows and flicked on the flashlight. It looked as if the buck's hide were a living rug. Then his eyes adjusted and he saw that it was living. Chipmunks, squirrels, huge rats, 
weasels, skunks, raccoons, mice, and other animals he didn't recognize all fed on the carcass like pups taking milk from their mother. He gasped, and two or three of them looked up at him. The biggest weasel glared, its beady eyes glittering in defiance, shark-like teeth dripping blood red. Terry's stomach did a slow roll. He raised the rifle and zeroed in on the weasel. The animal kept staring, as if daring him to pull the trigger. Fuck you, too! The shot pierced the darkness. The rifle jumped in his hand and the weasel splattered backward like a shredded rug. A sound not unlike the cry of a baby followed. Its high-pitched agony drove through Terry's brain like a hot wire. The cry spread to the surrounding woods, echoing through the trees, scattering itself like the animals that rippled out from the remains of the deer. The rustling up their retreat died like defeating wind, leaving Terry alone to stare at the half-eaten carcass of the buck. He thought of the bizarre sound the weasel had made in its odd behavior. His skin crept up the back of his neck. Weird shit. Gives me the goddamn willies. He chambered another round. But they're fucking with the wrong dude. He put the safety on, pulled the sleeping bag over his head, and listened. Silence. When he felt sure nothing more would happen, he allowed himself to fall into an uneasy sleep. Something brushed his face. He dreamed that a bunch of small, furry bodies had crawled into his sleeping bag through some unseen hole. He jolted awake to a sharp pain in his foot, followed by another on his calf. My God! His breath caught in his throat. He opened his eyes, and a raccoon lunged at his face, its teeth gashing him below the eye. Jesus! A wave of panic shot through him. Terry grabbed for his gun, and a pair of needle-sharp teeth sank into his fingers. Screaming, he rolled over to protect himself. Squeals and hisses of protest came from inside his sleeping bag as several smaller animals wriggled out from under him, answering his thrashing with stinging bites to his arms and chest. His breath coming in short gasps, Terry flopped back and forth, feeling little bones crunch beneath his weight. The bites and nibbles persisted, frenzied now, when he pulled his arms away from his face, the raccoons and weasels struck at him, flaying his cheeks and forehead. Then, an excruciating dagger of pain shot through his scrotum, and something burrowed into his groin. He screamed again and somehow managed to climb out of the bag, the animals clinging to his body. He tried to shake them off and bat them away, but they kept coming. He tried to run, his jerky movements propelling him forward in an insane, staggered dance. He stumbled, fell, pulled himself up again. Knife points of pain pierced his muscles, burning, burning. Then he felt a hot slash of agony down by his ankle, and his Achilles tendon let go with an audible snap, severed by determined teeth. He fell to the ground again, and they swarmed, covering his arms and legs. A fur coat. He laughed a high-pitched giggle. His body felt like one big gaping wound as he writhed on the ground, arms flailing in a futile attempt to keep them from burrowing into his face and neck. His resistance faded as the sheer mass of their numbers weighed him down. Two stilettos of white-hot agony stabbed into his brain, peaking in a thunderbolt of brightness that flashed through him like a massive short circuit. Darkness followed. He felt something 
tugging at his eye sockets, as if a string had been tied to some anchor point deep inside his forehead. He heard a snap and felt something give. Then a liquid warmth washed over and swallowed him. As he faded into the dark wetness, some inner part of him understood. He gave up struggling, and realization rushed in with the dimming of his awareness. These animals bore him no malice. They were simply following a higher rule. All they wanted was to take back what belonged to them.